Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... The main man, Tyler Hymanson, because this movie takes place in Maine for some reason. Oh, play on words. <laughs> the main man. man. The main man. <laughs> Maniacs, as they say in this movie. You know, the Chicago central heartbeat of all of these franchises <laughs> really originates in Maine. I agree. I agree. Well, uh, this week we're talking about the uh, Home Alone, the holiday heist uh-huh. that takes place in Canada. I mean, Maine. Maine. <laughs> it's not actually called Home Alone 5, but it is the fifth movie. The yes. fifth and final so far. For now. And what year the was fifth in sequence and the fifth in our hearts. This is 2012. Yes. Yeah. 2012. Wow. We have fast forward into yeah, no, it's, fairly modern it's, times. We're, it's the present day where teenagers want fancy tablet computers. It's yeah. true. For Christmas. It's true. Um, well, geez. So, yeah, this movie uh, was, on, um, <laughs> was on another one on ABC Family. Straight to TV. Straight into your eyes. And straight into this trailer. ABC Spark brings you all new family fun. This is totally cool. A world premiere movie event. New bad guys and a new hero. The only thing to be afraid of in this house is me. Home Alone, The Holiday Heights. Premiere Sunday at 8. Only on ABC Spark. Wow, you guys. I've seen a lot of movies, but this is a movie movie. <laughs> is this the movie that made ABC Family have to change into freeform? <laughs> Possibly. Is this what tanked it? Um, I made a big mistake, as we, as you probably realized from the last episode. I said that I thought the main character was a girl. <laughs> And, uh, I, you were so close. I thought, <laughs> so close. I, you know, the, the poster, he's like covering the entire sides of his face, like his, the way his hair is and his faces. I thought he was a girl. I'm sorry. It's hilarious because, uh, you thought soon, by 2012, America would be ready, but no. <laughs> as soon as you, as soon as we were done recording and you guys left last week, I was like, I'm going to go look at that cover. And then I looked at it again. I was like, I bet she just thinks that guy. I thought is it was a girl. girl. <laughs> and as soon as I looked at the back of the box, I realized it was a boy and that his sister was older and I was like, ooh. <laughs> his sister, that creepy girl from Silent Hill. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> if you yeah. remember that. And the uh, cabin in the woods. Yes. Um but uh I said that stupid line after the trailer because <laughs> There's a line in this movie when they're driving to Maine. Like, the whole thing is this family's moving from California to Maine. And the dad who's like Jason Bateman Light or whatever yeah. like, <laughs> is like, oh, wow, I've seen a lot of Christmas, but this is Christmas Christmas. By the way, this actor was in the Academy Award winning Best Picture Spotlight. Ooh. He was. He was. Yeah. What did who who did he play in Spotlight? One of the editors. He was the light. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> he was the grip. <laughs> hey, put the spotlight over here <laughs> on these priests. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, the, the protagonist is still a lily white boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So like at the start of this movie, I was like, oh boy, they cast the most bland people ever. That, yeah. Like it got even like more bland than the it's last like, one. It, like, you, you called the dad J- <laughs> Jason Bateman light, but it's like Jason Bateman and Jason Biggs had like a well, weird. Originally, originally I was like, he's kind of like, baby. he's kind of doing like a weird, like Steve Martin thing. But then I was like, oh, yeah. the way he talks is more like Jason Bateman. So I went with Jason Bateman. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the the mom... He's the average of all white dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that the progressive thing is that they had to move to Maine from California because the mom got a promotion to be vice president of some company. Yep. And we don't have any idea what the dad does. It never, it never comes to light, so who cares? He wants to be a butler. <laughs> no, um... Yeah, I, I, uh, I, uh, okay, spoiler alert, I ended up actually, like, thinking this movie was way better than the last no, one. No, it, it, it was. It is. Um, unquestionably better than. And so, yeah, it started off kind of like, oh, God, I'm going to hate this movie. But then, like, the family, they're actually, like, real characters, yeah. I feel. And the kids, like, this is the, I feel like this is probably one of the most relatable, at least to me. Maybe not, to, probably not to everybody, but the most like realistic family. I feel the other ones are all like super rich people. This was the first time that the parents really did not make a mistake. Yeah, like they yeah. legitimately left their kind of old son with their much older daughter yeah. and went away for a few hours. And I yeah. feel like, like the kids are acting in realistic ways. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's like well, yeah, what they want is it makes sense, and they're yeah. and like and when they're talking back to their parents, it's not because like this elaborate like <laughs> oh like someone ate my pizza and milk was spilled and like there was this whole misunderstanding. It's like yeah. they're just it's just what kids do. Yeah, and there's none of this like I hate my family. I wish you were all dead. Yeah, and then they <laughs> died. Yeah, they're just like we don't want to go to your boss's party, which is like a complete reasonable request (laughs) and probably something everyone's done at some point (laughs) or another um and i think the boy like we've been like you know we had macaulay culkin and the other kids were like what if this like precocious young boy i mean this time they changed it and they were like what if it's this much more shy and reserved kid who like doesn't i mean he just moved but even then they said he didn't have any friends before either he just wants to play video games and like that's kind of like a really now yeah you know thing that a yeah. kid would Finn actually the human. Be yeah Finn the human <laughs> yeah. i think that 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 makes sense but then the movie when he does start doing the traps it's just like a switch flips and he's like well now i'm a trap boy <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true which i thought yeah i thought that was great um, so i don't know why i wrote this but i wrote murders his father did he do something horrible to his father in the beginning oh, of the movie? Oh, he tased the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because because the this movie, uh, although the first movie alleges that the basement is scary, kind of because, like, the furnace is alive, yeah. I yeah, guess, yeah. this movie is like, this house is haunted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really liked this because yeah. I feel like this movie, he has a lot of the same, like, Home Alone setup, but then things play out in different ways or it's kind of like... There, it's kind of like a mystery box, like finding new secrets in the house. Like, what's going on in the I house? I mean, JJ did produce it. So. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you're from California and you've lived in California your whole life, the houses that you've lived in are probably really new yeah. and would never have a basement. Like, or an and, apartment. Yeah, or you lived in an apartment <laughs> because, you know, no one can afford to buy property here. I mean, we have murder houses in we California. Do. We literally have the murder house. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, also, you know, if you're going to move to secluded East woods, Coast, like yeah. suburb in Maine, like there could, you could be There's creeped like, out. By the old houses. world money murder houses yeah. out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My mom is always horrified by the idea that like houses on the East Coast don't have fences in between the yards. She's like, "Well, how do you know where your yard ends? Where your yard begins?" I'm like, "They just know." It's like yeah. when, you, when you hear your neighbor's gun cock. It's just an unspoken rule. Like, don't go past that tree. Yeah, yeah. don't go past it. But that's horrifying to California. Don't mow my lawn, you piece of shit. Don't. You do it wrong every time. He's got the squiggly lines of that mower. Yeah. So. The reason that criminals come into this picture is because... Not just any criminal. Malcolm McDowell <laughs> has a woman in gold situation where, <laughs> where a painting of his family, has his ancient like great-great-granny yeah. or something, has been taken. It's a 
expensive painting by Edward Munch. Yeah, which I was I, as soon as he said it, I was like, "Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> <laughs> it didn't occur to me till the end. I'm ashamed yeah. to say. Yeah, it's yeah. Too, so the, movie, it, the movie was so clever that they had to tell you. Ugh. It wasn't that painting, <laughs> but they make the connection. Yeah, yeah, I I thought it was. I couldn't believe that he's in this movie. I was like, "What is, is that happening? a real painting?" By the way, I didn't even look it up. Um, I don't know. The widow, no. So yeah, one. It looked that bad. No one's ever heard. It looked no. That looked that looked like an art department painting for sure. sure. Yeah, but I like so yeah. He 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 has like a good backstory for being like a, a, yeah, a criminal. He does. Yeah, it's better than. It's not played for like emotion or anything. Hey, but well, like... but let's but let's rank here what we've had in this this in <laughs> yeah. this in this series so far. We had petty criminals that wanted sure. to make a name for themselves. Yeah, right. That we're we dumb. Got, yep, we have we have, that's Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, right? Then we have international North Korean terrorists <laughs> that were Eastern European. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like, they were North Korean? Really? Okay. They, they were, yeah. They were working for, for the North Koreans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we had French Stewart playing <laughs> Daniel Stern, who has decided he's, we're not going to rob this giant house that we have free access to. <laughs> we're going to kidnap a boy. Yeah. After he a met, royal boy. <laughs> after he met his wife in prison, which has other implications. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then, and now we have Malcolm McDowell, a refined art thief, <laughs> who's trying to steal a painting. And he's not particularly dumb. No, no. So, like, his associates are pretty dumb. But he, like... Yeah, he gets caught in some of the traps, so he doesn't really make any, like, huge Mistakes. idiotic choices yeah. here. Their whole plan was that they were going to go in that house and get the painting before anybody even moved in. Right. So. Which I love how the movie shows it. Like, it starts with the family, and then it shows him, like, hiring his safe cracker and uh, Malcolm McDowell hiring his safe cracker. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, like, it's still on the market. If we move quickly, they, they, nobody will move in. And it's like. That's not how escrow works, bro. <laughs> like, like if they already moved across the country, that house has been sold for three months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he messed up the plan a little a bit. bit. He was crying. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, they're already moving in. But yeah, yeah. when they first got, you know, they, they met up in, like, I don't, I don't know. I th- in my mind, it was a limo, but I don't know if it was a limo. But um, I was like, it oh. was a limo. I was like, God, like international thieves, like yeah. crazy thieves again. Like this is going to be annoying. But then it was actually ended up being fine. And one of the henchmen is uh, Eddie Steeples, who is awesome from, I don't know if you watched My Name is Earl or Raising Hope. Like he's great. Yeah. Uh, he's like funny. funny character actor yeah. guy. And he's I was like excited to see him. also primarily known as the rubber band man from the Office Max commercials. <laughs> oh, right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. When you look him up, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, that is." I see him. commercials. <laughs> yeah, it's an my old name, commercial. My, from yeah, back when my, I did. I don't remember my, that my, commercial. My name all. is Earl. <laughs> yeah, I think of him as Darnell. Yeah, yeah. my name is Earl. Yeah. I watched that show like once. Oh, so good. Ethnic. So good. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. fair. Um, but yeah, it's it's this funny crew. I did kind of think that the 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 female character, um, was the head of security, Debbie who Mazur. was. Who was a lookout, a glorified like kick the can lookout? Yeah, she was. She was kind of an af- unfortunate character. I think she's somewhere between Missy Pyle and Alice Ribbons. Yeah, but the whole movie, the whole movie, she's like pining over her lost. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of annoying. Yeah, there's it was there's not good. There's a lot of problematic things. Yeah, with her yeah. In this scene, there's a pro- there's a specifically problematic scene. And I- uh, that. 
there's a point where she's stuck in the window and she's just oh, getting hit yeah. in the ass <laughs> by a slingshot, yeah. and then she's just like, "Stop smacking my ass!" <laughs> and then, and then, like the two guys trying to help her, and like, and it goes on for like five minutes. She keeps kicking them. Yeah, we're yeah. not doing anything. I yeah, guess it's funny. similar to when uh, Macaulay Culkin pinched that lady's butt in the service of being saved from criminals. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess. That happened very quickly, and this yeah. happens over excruciatingly yeah, he... long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, so we get like, a little what bit is of... it, though, with this franchise and, like, brunette women with, like, kind of thin eyebrows and high cheekbones are automatically evil? Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what John Hughes' ex-wife looked like. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all possibly. three of them, like, basically look the same. Like, Missy Powell had dyed blonde hair, but, like, yeah. they all look very similar, like, in facial, like, yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know. guess, I guess the, yeah, those are all after, yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's weird. Just, like, like stereotypical not a, evil lady look. There's not a, yeah, there's not like a these, through line. The two actresses that are actually, like, and actually, even the other lady, they're always, like, cast as more, like, you know, criminal or bad women. And I don't know why. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But the redheads are the nice moms. That's right. Nice moms. They're so magical. How'd they get the mom? The mom has, like, her Catherine O'Hara, like, moment. Uh, in that the mom is great in this. She's awesome. I, I feel like that there's there's a moment where she's doing, like, the speech. She's like, I just want to get back to my son. And I'm just like... You don't have it. <laughs> oh. I mean, she's not Catherine O'Hara, but she's yeah. like leaps and bounds better than the other two people. Sure. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. She has a scene in the... Uh, there's a scene later in the uh, in the episode. <laughs> later in the movie. It does feel like an episode of the yeah, TV show. Later, you can feel the act breaks <laughs> real hard. going to uh, her boss's party, and the invitation literally says, like, join me on my private mountain <laughs> yeah. uppercase. Like, <laughs> yeah. Come to my private mountain, and it says teenagers endured. Children welcome, yeah, yeah. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, it said teenagers endured. For some <laughs> reason, this boss is obsessed with having Santas with real beards. Mm, like the yes. entire time, he's like, "These that, are the best so real bearded are, Santas in the this country." This is the, the funniest part of the movie. Yes, I was me. like, "Yes, there are two MVPs in this movie for me, and one of them is Ed Asner." Yeah, Ed Asner is drunk. Ed, Ed Asner, he is. So so drunk and he plays it amazingly. Like, I don't know. Like he's like he's in a screwball comedy in the middle of this movie. It's where so great. Like, what year was up? Was this before or after? Uh, I'd have to look it. Up. I, I have it. I have it up right here. Oh, okay. Uh, it was after. Okay, so he's probably like I had to be all good and nice yeah. there, and so this time it's gonna be really drunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and creepy. But he's like talking with him, and yeah, he has that amazing line. He's like. I hired the best real bearded Santas in the country to surf eggnogs <laughs> all night. So have fun on my private mountain capital. <laughs> yeah, where like he gets her name wrong, and like he's just like he's just playing like a crazy rich like, billionaire. Yeah, like he's looking at her husband, and he's like. Oh my God! You're the spinning <laughs> image of my <laughs> butler Matthew, who's deceased. <laughs> and he's like, "Have you have any interest in being a manservant?" <laughs> I think he was like, "Have you ever considered the manservant racket?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time, like, we come and check in with him, and he like grabs the mic like three times in this movie, and I was like, "Yes, yes." yes. <laughs> Here comes some crazy babble. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, do, like, I wonder if that was scripted or if they're just like, hey, Ed, like, just fucking go for it. Yeah, just be like, hey, you're going to deliver some good news, bad news. Say whatever <laughs> yeah, you want. Yeah. Like, here's what you have yeah. to say. Because, like, he was on Mary Tyler Moore show. Like, he's like, he's a funny dude. <laughs> like, when yeah, he, he says, like, 
<laughs> he says, uh, got some bad news. Uh, the roads, the storm is really bad and the roads are going to be closed. And someone's like, how long are they going to be closed for? And he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> Is like, oh, I, I, yeah, I'll check on that. <laughs> yeah, just like this, like weird, like mystified, like I don't know. <laughs> the good news is that they had enough drinks. For That's the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just gonna get wasted with the real beard Santas. <laughs> that was like my favorite line in the whole movie. And we'll get to the ending later, just because like we'll, we'll talk about it. But like, kind of his insanity makes the Deus Ex Machina of like how everything gets resolved kind of work. <laughs> yeah, because like he's like he's basically. This might be one of the more fun depictions of like a Mr. Burns type character because like that's what he is. Yeah. Like, yeah, but not really evil, just drunk. No, yeah, yeah. He's just like out. Of I it. mean, he's kind of inconsiderate, but yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the whole time Finn has been playing, uh, what's the name of the video game? Uh, I don't remember. Some dumb video. Game. Like it was basically like Call of Duty. Yeah. He's been playing with some online friend, and uh, eventually it is real. Uh, it is revealed that the online friend is Justin. I know. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it was me the whole time. So I, like, I really why related didn't you with tell this. Tell us that you were in this movie, Justin. <laughs> I was like, I'm really relating with this like video game guy who can't go home to visit his parents, <laughs> and is like thinking about how, yeah, you know, he, and like, he was like a freshman in, or he was in college or whatever, and I think like that was sort of near when you were in college and yeah. been, like all alone or whatever. There's a, there's a scene like where uh, Finn is like saying like he's got to go, uh, um, and he's like, but he'd be back back online later, and the guy's like, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll be online probably for, and he like looks around like the next eight or nine years. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, God, do I play too many video games? (laughs) He's a very strange character in this movie. It does kind of come out of nowhere. I I mean, I didn't know what to expect. At first, I was like, oh, is Captain Overkill somehow going to be one of the thieves or something? Or is he going to be the weird Snowboy? Yeah. Uh, Snowboy... Speaking of Snowboy, he's the other MVP in this movie. Oh, for yeah, me. yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so like uh, Finn's mom is like trying to get him to go outside and stop playing games, go out and meet people in the world. Like, there's a boy who lives across the street. Go visit him, and he goes over there, and the kid is just like in a full snow suit and everything, and he's outside playing in the snow, and he's like. Hey, what? So, what do you do for fun here? I don't know. And the kid's like, I don't know. I make snowballs. I have a snow fort. I make snow trees and snowmen. It's basically the I shrimp play, speech from Forrest yeah, Gump. I play hide and go. He's like, I play hide and go snow. <laughs> and Finn's just like, oh, and he like yeah. tries to get away from him. But then, but then the key part of this, he was like, we want to come over to my house. Like, we'll play video games. He's like, no, your house is haunted as shit. Yeah, and yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't take notes, but I was calling this kid like, yeah, you know, the snow kid with no parents. He's He's always oh, yeah. outside. Always outside. And he's always behind the snow well, fort. And he's I was a child of the snow. I was thinking the whole time, like he actually is the ghost that haunts the house. Yeah, I was like <laughs> I was like, he wants them to come play with him, and he's gonna go on the other side of the snow fort and he's gonna be some horrible monster yeah, that yeah. presents itself as a child. Or he's like frosty if he <laughs> no, takes no, his hat off. No, it's melt. like he's the legend of the kid who died of exposure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just love that every time he walks by, he's outside and yeah. there's no parents anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Snow parents. There's snow parents. <laughs> He probably turned them into snowmen, snowman. honestly. Oh, well, there's one point in this movie where he turns this woman yeah. into a snowman. That's true. And then is just patting her weirdly the entire well, time. He's a rather kid, large snowman. He wasn't had, touching her anymore. This cat's thing with snow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there's, I have snow there's sex, multiple points I make mo- snow boobs, <laughs> I make snow. 
<laughs> There's multiple points in this movie where I it's wear like snow condoms. Where it's I like, wear... ah, oh, he's a like he's a maniac. Like they're crazy people. He like, walks away while he's still saying, here's, like, I Here's one of the things that's... Okay, okay, so uh, uh, getting some details here. So this house belonged to an old bootlegger. That's where the this painting is coming from. He has a vault. There's a there's a safe downstairs, right? And so the, the, the robbers are trying to get in there. Things are happening. It's a Home Alone movie. At some point, shit's going down, mm-hmm. right? And this kid knows I have to protect my house from these, these art thieves that are trying to break in. But first, he wants to just get his sister out of the basement because she got locked she gets, in the She safe. gets trapped in there because cause there is, like, some mystery with this this bootlegger, uh, Deadleg Kapinski or something. He was like, uh, there should be a prequel with Deadleg who is, like, the yeah. original Home Alone kid. Yeah. He set, <laughs> he set up his own, like, crazy traps. house traps and stuff. Um, but I love that um, the this movie, like the kid doesn't realize that he's actually dealing with robbers until like the final third of the movie. Mm-hmm. The whole right. time he's like, it thinks ghosts. Ghosts. but but here's the thing. The kid is old enough and, and has the resources enough to just call the police. He really, yeah. This was like, this is the sense. movie that, that like it's irresponsible. Like they make him like, Oh, he's just, he's like, like he, he doesn't like his other friends. He like, he's, ha- he's, 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 he's an indoor kid. He's yeah. fine. And then it's like, they don't earn his switch to like, I'm going to protect the house. It just makes it seem like life is a video game and I'm going to kill these people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of like that, though. He's like, it's a tower defense game. Yeah. No, yeah, I like that. And his all of his interactions with the uh, lonely Justin were nice. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I th- yeah. But, yeah, there was no, like, reason why he couldn't call the police, which was at least set up. In those other horrible movies, they at least set up like the that kid Alex. He cried wolf to the police, or they yeah. thought he did, and so he couldn't call the police again. Right. And the other kid, like the butler and the old lady, wouldn't let him call the police. You yeah. know, but well, like, like what this happens? Time, there's really no reason. He even has a cell phone oh, for right. a lot of the time. He has it, and he texts his parents thinking that his sister's gone, and then the cell phone just disappears from the movie. I think yeah. right, and they don't have a <laughs> no, landline. No, no, no it's, it says, "Oh, it's dead," and it's like, "Well, sh- charge that fucker up." Yeah, you're <laughs> at home. Yeah. Charge it. Like. <laughs> He's too busy having fun being a freaking tower defense guy. There's there's one scene in this movie, and it's before it's well it's after his sister gets caught oh, in the vault. Uh, basically, it's his back bootlegging room where he goes to get her out, and he goes to a hardware store. <sighs> and it's just a mo- it's just a montage of him buying shit at a hardware store, and then it rings up to being two grand, mm-hmm. and then he has enough for some twine. <laughs> and the movie uh, basically wastes your whole time doing this. And there's a previous scene where all the robbers are in the same hardware store. And uh, Malcolm McDowell builds himself a boot. Yeah, I didn't like, quite get why he was doing like, that. Well, on the, way, on the way out of the house the first time, because they, like, they, they walked in there like when it was in broad daylight and they thought nobody was home, but there was people home. They mm. ran out of there. And I guess he like he stubbed kicked his, himself. He kicked himself, and so he broke his leg. Don't they have like a mob doctor or something? Like, <laughs> yeah. so, but he, so what he does is he, buy, he buys a galosh and then puts I, – like yeah, that's the singular for galoshes, right? A galosh. He buys a galosh. He buys a galosh. Bun- it's, it's like a boot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's, and he, he puts some barbecue tongs around it and makes himself a little, uh, uh, you know, like cast. A, yeah, like a splint kind and of it's thing. Like, and it's like, wow, like I guess that they went to a town and they're like, well, here are the list of the cheapest locations that you could get. <laughs> And one of them is hardware store, so here's two scenes. They're going to kill 
12 whole minutes in your movie yeah. uh, of these two characters doing things that are completely worthless and hard worst. And that town is Winnipeg, Manitoba. Man- <laughs> Manitoba. Manitoba. Sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that scene was dumb, but it really didn't bother me too much. I thought it was really dumb. But yeah, while he's out at the hardware store, he overhears the criminals, and then he puts two and two together, mm-hmm, and then decides mm-hmm. to go uh, do a montage where he's prepping the house. Again, he overhears the criminals by crouching next to a closed car door, and because he runs into like this guy that he's never seen before. Uh, and he's like, like, don't you have somewhere to be, you dumb kid? Yeah. yeah. And he's carrying coffees, and he sits down, and then the thing that you find is that Malcolm McDowell's trying to get this photo, because in the photo is his Gigi, which is his great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. And so in this whole conversation, he actually doesn't say that it's a painting of his family or they're trying to steal it. He says, they're trying. I'm trying to get back my Gigi, but this kid, Finn, knows what he's talking about, I guess, because us, the audience, know what he's talking about. But if you're looking at it as what the, they're actually saying, he would have no idea what the fuck they're saying. Yeah, I guess it's more just about they're trying to steal something. I don't or think the, he... did they mention no, like but, the no, vault? But, no, the but then the next time he's like, he's like, "There's art thieves trying to break into my house." Is the, uh, the next remember. scene? That's what he's that. telling. Sure, yeah, Justin. he tells the snow kid, and he tells Justin like that. The, There's the, art thieves. Like, they're trying to like everyone knows what the Gigi is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> So yeah, the traps I felt like weren't really that memorable. I guess the one the one I do remember of the traps is that the tape he puts a bunch of math, like tape up, and that is once how I tried to catch Santa. Oh, <laughs> I it's did like, like it's that. Like one. Did it work? Uh, well, I caught somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't any tape in the morning. I can't confirm what happened. I like that. Uh, you know, they they talk about like setting up. The, he talks about setting up the traps with the video game guy, and the guy's like, "Yeah, but they have to Justin, be able to just admit." Yeah, they, it's like they have to be able to set themselves off, uh, which is something that like they haven't really talked about in the other movies. Where yeah. it's like, so you know, in Home Alone three, we're talking about like he had to be in all those places yeah. to set those traps, and most of these traps can be set off by themselves. But there are a couple that he still has to. One of them is he himself. he remembered a detail the first time they broke in. One of them made a cookie. So he spends three hours baking fake cookies. Yeah, but yeah. we also get the, like the, 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 the montage scene for setting up traps. Is oh, actually, the montage scene is insane. It's pretty cool. I thought yeah. <laughs> it's like this scene where it's like you know it's cutting around all the different things he's doing, and there'll be multiple of him like in the yeah, scene, like doing doubled, the next. He's yeah, doubled. Yeah, that in was actually scenes. nice. I thought it was that. really like a cool way yeah. to do that, and like something we haven't seen. Um, I did like the cookie gag, especially when the guy drank the glue for some reason. I guess that's just like really horrifying to me. So I was like, that's yeah. funny. Uh-huh. And there's actually another there's actually another montage earlier that has like some fun callbacks, I feel, to the first movie uh, where he's like, I'm eating junk food. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a scene where he's like doing all the stuff in front of the mirror and he like shaves and everything. And then he goes and like puts on the aftershave and then nothing happens. And he's like. Yeah. <laughs> it goes on to the next scene. Because that's probably what would happen. Exactly. Yeah. Someone was like, we watched the first Home Alone. Why does he scream? It makes no sense. Just like we said in the podcast. You know, it's like yeah. someone finally realized that no, and, it was, that, and that made was, that ridiculous. That was actually decent homage yeah. as much as it kind of annoyed me. I mean, there were, there were better montages than the last movie. Yeah. No, that's for sure. Jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> Uh, that uh, they did. Ha- they did have deck the halls play three times in a row. In, in like I the was. First 20 I minutes. was so mad about the cookie thing. I was so mad about the cookie thing. And I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she was like, "Well, because he ate the cookie beforehand." I'm like, "Don't explain it to me. Like it makes sense." But he even. It doesn't. But he mentions the kid mentions that someone ate the. cookie. I know. Yeah, I know. 
It doesn't make any sense. Still, like, oh, well, they're going to come back. They're going to eat a cookie. Well, he realized that, like, this dude, someone eats cookies. It's a pattern of behavior. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, he realized it was the thieves. Someone ate the cookie. Like, maybe they'll eat another cookie. Because he realized there's no ghosts and that the whole time it's just been them. Yeah. And I also... Now you're doing it and I'm angry. I also (laughs) love the idea of that guy drinking glue. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's funny because the glue is all over his face and the feathers come up and then the lady's like, you look like Santa! Like, which kind of like, okay, I think the less realistic thing is why when he turns the sink on, does stuff shoot up from the sink? Yeah, I didn't understand how that worked. (laughs) He installed the tiny... No, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. (laughs) He he put a tiny personal fan down in there. I guess. I guess. (laughs) Oh, I thought that was great. And the whole, like, um, when Malcolm McDowell finally gets, like, up into the room. Yeah, the final thing is, like, a big Wizard of Oz situation. He does this, like, he sets up his room like it's, like, a haunted house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And the ghost is like, get out of here. And that's, like, the scene where you get to see, like, the Kevin McAllister kid, like, pulling strings and stuff like it does in all the other movies. Yeah. Well, and he he made, he actually, like, was like, say that you believe in me. I'm a ghost. And Malcolm McDowell would be like, I believe. Like it's like the whole like I love you thing from the hotel. Yeah, yeah. And then he that's where he gets caught in the wrapping paper and everything. And then he come like Finn comes up to him and like pushes him down. And the whole time Malcolm McDowell is like, no, don't do it, don't do it, stop, no, no, no. (laughs) Which also like the thing about it too (laughs) is is where like Malcolm McDowell is old enough where it's like he wouldn't be okay. (laughs) Yeah. Although I feel like there are less traps where I thought people would die from them. That's true, but it's also, like, he's also not trying to, like, again, there's something about the balance of the violence in the first couple of movies where it's, like, they're, like, it's implied that they're trying to kill him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where, in these movies... It's implied and it's said in the second movie. (laughs) In this movie, it's, like, just give him the fucking painting. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like, what the fuck do you? Because there's kind of like this sad story, like, oh, it's my painting, and it's got, yeah. it was stolen once before, no, so it's like, here's the thing: he has, legi- <laughs> he has a legitimate claim to it. Yeah. But his sister's in the safe, so he doesn't want right. her to get, you know, captured by criminals either. But the criminals get into the safe, and then they're just like, just give it to us, and we'll eat, we'll leave. Yeah. And then, and then at one point, she's like, I'll rip it in half, and he was like. Uh, okay, this is actually where he where he he lays the threat down. He's he like, does. paintings can be repaired if they're ripped in half. You cannot. Yep. Yeah. Totally. I didn't believe him though. I didn't think he was going to rip. Her in I half. was like, can paintings be repaired? No, <laughs> I not spent really. that time thinking like, okay, if that actually did rip in half, it would not be worth eighty five million dollars <laughs> anymore. But he was never going to sell it anyway. <laughs> It'd be like Banksy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shredded, or the lady that restored the Jesus painting. <laughs> 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 That's right. That's right. Uh, there's also like, I, I just love that, um, you know, the whole thing with the house being haunted, like actually also gets to the criminals. Like they are also like right before they're about to go in it the first time, mm. like Finn is all freaked out and he's going and turning on all the lights and they're like, oh my God, it's a ghost. ghost. Um, and then there's a part two where like Malcolm and D- McDowell, it's not a trap. But he's yep. just like climbing the, the wall outside wall of the house and like gets his stupid foot boot thing stu- <laughs> stuck in stuck in Christmas lights and then he falls and he's swinging and we cut to like the other two criminals in the house and you hear him in the background like uh, uh, and like hitting the wall and they're like freaking out in the house like oh god it's, it's the, the ghost. ghost and he's just like help me. <laughs> <laughs> 
because it's ostensibly supposed to be the ghost of dead legs so i guess his dumb boot was just to like yeah. make it, it was just for like, that one moment where yeah. he's like oh god dead leg but in the meantime the parents are stuck up on ed asner's private drunken mountain and eventually. he's like we have good news the roads are gonna be open in three days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She finally, like, freaks out. She makes a big speech about how she's got to get to her kids. And then he somehow calls his friends in the National Forest Service. Yeah, he's like, I got some friends in the Forest Service. It's like, sure you do, <laughs> he probably, I mean, if he has a private mountain, I'm sure he does. And this was the saddest part of the movie because, in the meantime, Justin has hacked Finn's account and found out I his love address this. and I phone number. Part. He calls the mom to say, your kids are in danger. They've been kidnapped. And the mom takes it as a threat. Yeah. And she has Justin maced by the FBI. Like, she, obviously, this isn't going to... She swatted him. Yeah, obviously, like, this isn't going to work out great for him. He says all these, like, really, like, Triggering, your daughter's in the yeah. basement. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's, your daughter's in the basement. And she's like, she's like, what? And then she goes like, I'm going to ruin you! Yeah, this, is, this is one of the funniest things <laughs> And I was like, yes! She's but like it, screaming it is, at him. It is funny. <laughs> I had... I thought I, that was great. I had issue with it and then like because like they're because because it's 2018 and everything nothing's fun of like people have been swatted and people have been killed that way yeah, yeah that's well true. it's totally unrealistic because when they you know the swat team comes and they think that the guy's reaching for a gun when he's just reaching for the controller and they go he's got a gun and then they all mace him <laughs> yeah i was like no, he'd good be thing, dead. Good thing you're white, Justin, because <laughs> yeah. if you had been even a little Don't bit put brown me in or that black, room. you'd be dead. Yeah. You'd be real dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, and then, and then it results to all of them, uh, all of the SWAT team and Justin watching the live feed uh-huh. of what Finn is doing. Yeah, while the regular, the regular main police show up at the end. Right, but they don't show up. There's, there's a SWAT team somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that his sitting down like drinking beers watching yeah, did him, they like, say <laughs> what city you were in no, where you were for somewhere college? far yeah. away yeah yeah i'm and sure it was somewhere far away maybe it was chicago because these movies mm-hmm. just need to be in chicago no, I, don't, I don't think um, so so anyways another final part of this is that the snow child helps uh finn get away from the, uh, the lady <laughs> What member of Kiss is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's one the one with the carrot nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you said is this why another reason you said he's MVP? Because well, scene? I just thought he was hilarious the way he talked. Like he had oh, this okay. weird way of talking, and then just the this the first scene where he listed out all the snow. But, uh, okay. but yeah, he makes this. Uh, he snow makes an insane like snow armada like rube goldberg yeah murder hut or something he like cranks this thing and it like throws snowballs like choo, 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 and hits because them. he's been making them the whole fucking movie yeah. yeah and she gets knocked out and then he builds her into a snowman yeah which is real uh serial killer type behavior <laughs> it really is it's like he has he's like hey he, mr he, police he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a prequel. Yeah. That's what happened to the snowman. Hey, Mr. Police, man. Mr. Police. (laughs) It's true, because he has snow parents, and that's what happened. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I bet if you walk in that door, they're, like, frozen in ice or something. (laughs) No, but I thought he was great. It's a real Jack Frost situation. And I love when the cops show up and... um... There's this like short scene. The cops show up and it, previously, like to deter the uh, 
thieves from entering the front door, Finn had put down like water in front of the front door to make ice, and they don't fall for it. And but the, the police are like, "Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna be falling for some." Yeah, paltry. which was what he was doing anyways. But the police come running in, and they like run up to the front door, and they all fall over. And the guy, the captain guy's like, "You guys, not again!" <laughs> like this happens all the time to them. <laughs> and I was like, "That that's a great little moment." Yeah, uh, the yeah, blundering police. And anyways, like when they all are back and it's it's i think it's either christmas morning or a, a couple days later and the dad's like oh man like the you know the fbi took back that painting and like they went to the museum and the museum's <laughs> given us a great reward and everyone's like oh and, shit like, they've given us season tickets to the museum but they're not good on weekends <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i thought that was actually like a really funny joke <laughs> and then the dad's like but these international art thieves were wanted by the FBI, and they're going to give us thirty thousand dollars. I appreciated that realistic amount of money. Also, like yes. they weren't like five billion. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, oh, like yeah. You know, that's and like we moved a, to I also, three quarters of a semester at USC. I also appreciate that they're like they moved across the country for a vice president job, and the house is fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It didn't get flooded or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I, I just mean like it's not like oh it's some like ridiculous oh, mega right, right. mansion. Oh, I, like, I see what you're saying. I like yeah, it's like it's like no, it's realistic. They didn't even like, have a dumb waiter. So yeah, yeah. Just yeah it's not, I mean, is it, are you? Is it even a home alone movie? If there's not a dumb waiter. Thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the credits. Did you watch the credits, Tyler? This time. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're like two. These are TV movie credits. They're like I'm surprised there's even credits at all, but they're it only was like weird. two minutes yeah. long. <laughs> like instead of having a credit scene, they just basically did like pain recaps. Yeah, and they showed everyone being in pain, including Justin getting maced again. So it's just like, why? Yeah, and it was like a, it was weird. It was like a slightly different shot than what's in the movie. Yeah, there's just like another take. Yeah, it was like showing the front of him going ah. <laughs> So him faking being maced, or, yeah. or are they yeah. trying to imply that no, the, director, the director of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey maces people for real? He might. He might. Mm. Is that who directed this? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yikes. He also directed uh, Garfield, right? Yeah. Oh Bill, the oh Bill Murray Garfield. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, speaking of other sequels and connections, uh, you already mentioned the sister Jodell Furland. Oh, here's your child star check-in. She was in <gasps> Silent Hill and Cabin in the Woods. Uh, she played Brie Tanner in several Twilight movies, and she's starred in this show Dark Matter that has a big cult following. I think it just ended, but people want it to come back in mm. Canada, I think. All these actors are from Canada. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, but she was also in the sequel that we like were making fun of around the time that we started this podcast, which is Bigger, Fatter, Liar. Oh, <laughs> so oh my maybe God. we'll revisit her someday. That was one of the reasons we started this. I saw yeah. I saw that movie existing and I was like, what? Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, um, what? Uh, Christian Martin, who is Finn, he's also a Canadian actor. He's currently um, has a role in Anne with an E on Netflix, oh. which I think is just a regular TV show in Canada. Yeah. And um, he's one of the bullies who's mean to Anne. And, uh, is she from the Green Gables? Yes. <laughs> yes. uh, he's 18 now so he has started at queen's university in canada and then finally snowboy uh peter de, de Kuna, 
I was like, this kid looks so familiar to me. I've seen him in something. He must be from Disney Channel or something like that. And I go looking at it. It turns out that, like, the reason I recognized him is because he was in this horror movie that we watched for horror movie night with the all-female directors. Like the, oh, right, the, right. Oh. XX, he was the kid that opened the box and then wouldn't eat. Yes, yeah. that's oh, right. Oh, right. So, like, See, he like, plays creepy kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he no uh, he's he's only fifteen right now. So he and he's still an actor as well. He's in he's been in Rain, uh, Twelve Monkeys, and which I haven't watched, but I oh. hear that show is good. Yeah, apparently so. And uh, he has the same birthday as me. So oh, April twelfth. But what's Ooh. Ed Asner up to? Ed Asner was most recently in an episode of MacGyver. Right? Really? Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm not looking Reboot. at. It. I'm not looking at it. Yeah, is that still on? There's a MacGyver TV show, yeah. Aye, aye, aye. He's, he's been announced to be in a movie called Me and McGee. <laughs> is Owen Wilson in that? I bet he is. <laughs> oh, Ed Asner was in the Cobra Kai series. Ooh. Oh! Uh, I hope he's drunk in every movie <laughs> going forward. And you know, he, was, he was in a movie, called, <laughs> was a movie called Saving Christmas. Oh. Oh, boy. Well, he Ooh. saved this movie. He, oh boy, he, he, he working. Are you doing the like, wee boy Ooh. from Rock and Ralph? Who boy? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's that's it for Home Alone. We reached the end. Oh yeah. man, I didn't know if we'd make it there for a minute. I was like, Fuck. and so many of you warned us not to on Facebook. But hey, you know what? I, I think it ends uh, on a slightly okay note. <laughs> let's, let's rate this one before we go on to. Uh... Okay, what's the rating? How many mm, shitty <laughs> galosh eye oh, would you give galosh eye? Uh, I'm going to give this one a five galosh eye out of ten. All right. Well, because I honestly was like, ended up feeling like this movie was like not that bad. If you, if you need to, if you're like, I need to watch another fucking Home Alone movie. Watch this one if you need to. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's not egregious like the last movie was just like, what the fuck is this? This movie feels like a real movie. It feels like it has real characters. There's actually some funny lines and Asner's in it. And it's more respectful of the franchise yeah. than that last one. And it's like, yeah, it's fun. It's and that it completely sidesteps it and is like, yes. here's their own thing. It's a yeah. homage. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like a bastardization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like it, it, it wasn't like yeah. Here's a girl, and her name is Kevina. Yeah. <laughs> I still want the the female black no, Kevina, girl being Kevina Wackhalis. That would be great. Like that is the thing that they need to do next. They need yeah. to go with a girl, and they need to go with some ethnic people yes, somewhere. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, and you can do it over like a whole year because they're trying to gentrify the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> They'll call it Medea's Home Alone. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this one four galosh shy. Um, I don't think I liked it quite as much as you, but I agree with everything that you're saying and that it is way better than three and four. And like, for, like I w- it's like for, for a TV movie, I would be like, yeah, for a TV movie, like a Hallmark or Disney Channel original movie, I'd be like, okay, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. I'm going to give it two pairs of galoshes. Ooh. Oh, wait, two pairs. So that's four. Four. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Still better than the last movie. It is. That is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that it that it uh, 
does uh, I'm going to quote one of uh, my coworkers' favorite lines is that the only thing you have to do in life is keep moving and get out of the way. And I think that this movie does that in the Home Alone vein. It keeps moving and it gets out of the way of yeah. everything else that came before it. Uh, I think that it's a weird update of kind of what we all cherish about Home Alone and Home Alone 2. And it kind of, this whole experience of going through these movies has kind of made me realize that there's some problematic things uh, for from the other movies. And it's like, when you try to update those themes and you try to update everything, I don't, I mean, not that this is artful and there's not a good way to do it. It just kind of shows that nobody really understands what made those first two great. Yeah. I feel like this movie does a better job than what you're making it sound like. Well, and one thing that we haven't talked about yet, because I've just been like not remembering to bring it up, but I keep saying, oh, I want a girl character or an ethnic character, but there are like, unfortunately, very different things ascribed by society to ethnic or female children being left home alone. Like the only reason you could start the series was because it was like these affluent white people. Like if you like have some black kid that's being left alone, people are going to be like, Oh, well, you know, they're going to start putting all sorts. And we joke around about the parents being shitty in these home alone things, but no one ever like, called child services or that, right, that's right. things that yeah. happen to parents that are poor or not yeah. white yeah yeah it would and get also, more problematic like people are way more likely to leave and, a boy home alone than a girl and that and that's kind of what i'm uh, yeah yeah I, the movie does a better job than that but it's just like when you try to extrapolate this out over like 30 years and and things that happen it's just like oh man like ooh, like there's maybe there's some rough stuff back there that i i, I don't I honestly feel like that this is the first movie this franchise that we've done where after watching all of them and talking about them and thinking about them critically and actually taking time to look at it, I'm like, oh, I enjoy them less. Ooh. Uh, I don't feel I don't feel like that. I still enjoy I the like first that. two for what they were. And they were made in the 90s. So, like, whatever. I don't really get, like, as offended by yeah. that stuff. But, yeah, like, you can't just remake it today. That's yeah. For no, sure. you can't. No. That's why it's good that this one went to the side no. totally totally yeah and i i felt like i i you know i play a lot of video games and stuff and i i really kind of we liked, know that was in the movie i know <laughs> i i felt like uh i felt like i related a little bit more with this like kid and his like i just want to play video games and you know don't want to go outside and meet yeah. people like whatever and i just thought that was kind of like a a smart update for modern kids you know like sure it, it didn't feel like it didn't feel like this was some old person who was like Oh, kids play video games. He's probably playing some sort of Tetris-like thing. But did, but did it felt pretty realistic to what like it it's felt like that? But then, like, I guess I got when she was like, "Mom, I want the tablet computer for Christmas." Yeah, but that, that was sense in 2012. Yeah, I feel like that was totally made sense. Yeah, it was just like the goofy phrasing of it. Yeah. I guess uh, I don't know. I well, then the maybe pink... she's just a badass. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I want the pink bedazzled. Tablet computer. She didn't say bedazzled. That's the scene I remember the most. She definitely didn't say bedazzled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, I that no, didn't cross my mind. No, I was like, yes. oh, these. No, I felt like these are more realistic, like modern kids. It did. It did. I, I do appreciate that. I when they had the, oh, I have my online friend. Like I thought it was gonna be a art thief, b snow kid, 
and I didn't think see lovable comic relief (laughs) and like and that's an interesting choice and like i absolutely agree that setting him up that way made sense i don't think that his transition to like chuck norris in this movie made sense well uh but i thought that he did make that ghost trap before he had even thought he did he did I, i i just think like um I think that uh, I liked that this one, like the 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 first two, have like are old enough that and good enough that they feel like nostalgic and classic. Yeah. The third and fourth one feel dated as fuck. Yeah, and this one will probably eventually feel dated, but right now it still felt like, oh, these are pretty modern kids. This is a mm-hmm. modern family. Like you could watch this now and be like, oh, I relate to this. And like, yeah. Like a kid could watch it and was, be like, "This was, was my favorite movie." It was something. at least trying to yeah. relate to people, and, and it will probably I, feel dated in like five years. But I, I, think, I, think, I think it does succeed in, in relating to people, and I feel like that the dad is endearing and annoying. The, as dad, just as even without are. all the technology and the time-related yeah. things, the bones of it are so much better than yeah. three and yeah. four. Like, like I wasn't, well, I wasn't like, "Why does this movie exist?" Yeah. <laughs> so, what would your ranking be for the whole series overall? Dope. Oh boy! I mean, I, I, mine, uh, you know, hot takes, and you're not gonna agree. Is like two, and then one, and then this, which is what five, and then three, and then four is the absolute worst. Yeah, I guess I, I, I would never put two in front of one, but I would put one, two, yeah, and then I think five, three, four. I agree with that ranking. I think that in terms of sequels or franchises, what we've done. I would actually probably put this at the lowest because it has the the highest disparity of quality. That's true. It does have Between the highest highs and the lowest lows. lows. Yeah, yeah of, of anything that we've ever done. <laughs> ever. Yeah. So a lot of the franchises will be like a slow like, like the, degradation yeah, of yeah, like yeah, quality. Yeah. It's, it's almost like gravity. It's like it's like it's like you're a satellite and we're slowly plummeting back yeah. to Earth. And in this one, it's just it, it's it like. like it, it, it's We're almost kind of, and then crash. It, it's almost kind of refreshing with four, <laughs> like that. Just having it being wrung out. I, I'm saying with four, kind of destroying everything, oh. pissing on the ashes. To have five come along and be like, there's still some ideas here that resonate, and and they're like maybe that they're hollow or we can't do anything incredible with it, but. Because four was just such a hollowing out in a way that it felt like there was nothing left. Maybe in a way five is and is uplifting. Yeah, uh, but in terms of ranking uh, franchises overall, this is one of the lowest for me because I think that to to totally bastardize the things that people cared about and that were universally loved, and then just to cash grab them <laughs> and disrespect them in a way that that I and, and again. Like I said, it made me question of like, well, why did we like those movies to begin with? Uh, uh, I guess I never had that thought. I was like, these movies are just bad. It doesn't make me be like, was the first one bad? <laughs> it's not I, bad. It's, it's, it's more problematic. It's, it's more I don't know the, if that makes it bad. It's yeah. more the themes. It's more the themes and the things that like, so when you take that DNA out and you extrapolate and you turn into something new, it kind of like, what mutations does that come from? And then that kind of makes me re-examine or look closer at the DNA of the first couple movies, I guess. So where should this franchise go next, if anywhere? Well, I mean, after seeing this movie and how it wasn't horrible, (laughs) I did feel that, like, you know, given enough time and 
putting together the right actors and like an awesome writer and director, you could probably remake this movie and make it actually be fun. Yes. Even though you've seen the first one, you've seen the second one, like the, the performances could be what, what sells it. In well, the, in and the there's a lot of people out there hankering and hollering for Macaulay Culkin to be a dad and leave yeah. his kid home alone. Totally. Which totally. I mean, I don't think he would be pretty young at this I don't point. Need, like, I don't need to see that. I, I don't I know necessarily to, do either, but there are people well. there out there who really want to see it. And I'm sure that those conversations have happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they have. Yeah. Um, or you can uh, be home alone with a bunch of gnomes. Yes, you could. Um, <laughs> I, there is Gnome Alone, which is like, uh, I think it stars Becky G, and it's like a Netflix It's uh, a Netflix thing. movie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sadly bad. not part of the Nomeo and Juliet franchise. No. <laughs> I thought it was. Which actually, I, Nomeo and Juliet is not bad. I never saw Sherlock Gnomes, but Nomeo <laughs> and Juliet was tolerable. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. And uh, we also saw on Amazon Bone Alone. <laughs> <laughs> which is a dog that's been left alone on Christmas. Uh, I think in America it was actually called something else. I think it was actually called Alone on Christmas in America. Oh, yeah. But in Canada they released it under the name Bone Alone and there's an Amazon review that just says if you watch suggest watching this movie with your girlfriend you will bone alone. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I saw it because some Amazon movie reviews Twitter posted that and a friend sent it to me. I feel like that there's something in these movies and I would always watch a movie or and I think it will be good it's an evergreen concept for any child movie or any holiday movie that kind of comes it's a it's a double message for the first home alone where it's like adults don't have all the answers and that you have to kind of fend for yourself and do what you want to do but at the end of the day you know you need your family and and come together and i think that that there is Cynical interpretations of that, which you see in these movies, where it's like, well, yeah, adults don't know everything. Like, it, like, be rebellious and and do these things and fucking drop lawnmowers on people's heads. <laughs> um, and and, and it never quite strikes that balance. And I think that the thing that makes the first one work so well is that balance of that fear of not knowing. Like what? What's your parent? Like th- that your parents are wrong and they mm-hmm. fucked up. So did you, w- there's one more, right? Yeah. So I was reading um, this interview uh, with David Lowry this week, and like later on in the interview, um, so uh, he's married to uh, what's her name here? Um, hold on, I'm trying to find it. Augustine Frizzell, and she directed recently uh, for A24, Never Going Back, which I didn't see, but I really want to see, and it looks amazing. I heard it was good. Yeah. Um, but in the interview, he was like, oh, yeah, my wife is uh, now a work. She went from never going back to working on this Home Alone sequel. And I was like, what? Home Alone sequel? I need to know about this immediately. And so there's this movie that is in production that's being called like a Home Alone revise coming from Fox Studios called Stoned Alone. And it's I don't know if it stars Ryan Reynolds, but he is producing it. Um and yeah, it's about like a guy, a twenty-something like dude who's growing weed at his house, and he gets he gets high, and he starts to get paranoid, and he thinks someone's trying to break in the house, and then it turns out someone is trying to break in the house, and he uh, fends them off with uh, with traps. And you stuff. know, what would be like an insanely bold move on the part of Fox is to have Macaulay Culkin start in that yes. as Kevin, who's grown up, <laughs> strung out, and grown weed. That would be amazing. <laughs> 
I would definitely see that. But that's a cool uh, movie for her to be directing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I hope it's fine. It's supposed to be like hard R-rated kind of thing. Nice. But that was an announcement this summer, so I don't know if it's shooting yet or what. But if we'll you if out. we hear about it, you'll hear about it from us. Yes, and we will watch it if it comes out and it's officially connected. Yeah, yeah. Not like Bone Alone and No Alone. <laughs> Those are not canon. You will bone alone. (laughs) That's such a great review. I I hope that that dude has just like copy pasted that review on multiple movies. That's such a great review. I love it. I love it. All right. So that's it then for Home Alone. We did it, you guys. (sighs) It's pretty much almost the end of the year. It's almost the end of the year, but we have one last surprise for you There's one last gift underneath the tree. We were looking around for something to do next week. And guess what? We didn't finish all the Benji movies, it turns out. (laughs) Can you believe that? That, There's more Benji. Actually, we knew there was more Benji. And we planned this for you. (laughs) But next week, we're going to be talking about Benji's Christmas story. Benji's very own Christmas Christmas story. Oh, Benji. Benji's. Benji. Yeah, that's the full title. He's coming to kill you. The full title is Joe Camp's Benji, Benji's very own Christmas story, (laughs) according to this DVD box in my hand. Uh, Well, that is going to be a fun one for you guys next week. uh, We got... I, I, we had fun with the Benji series, so I'm excited to see what this Christmas special has in store. What's going to happen? What's he going to do with the North Pole? I don't know. Is he going to meet Santa Claus? Is he going to fight a bear? I want him to talk in this movie. That's all I care about. All Benji wants for (laughs) Christmas is a a voice. Not as long as Joe Camp's name is a voice. At the end of the movie, he's supposed to go, Merry Christmas, guys. That's that's how Benji sounds in my head. Never. (laughs) I'm Benji. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Nope. Woof, woof. Have a good one. Oh, God. All right. Anyway. If you're still listening, please uh, reach out to us They're on always social listening. media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Sequel Rights. Um, we hope you stick around for more franchises and send us your suggestions we- for 2019, uh, sequelrights at gmail.com. And please rate and review us on the Apple Podcast Store. Give us five stars. That is four more than the Baby Jesus got. <laughs> come on if you don't have enough christmas uh go back and listen to our santa claus episodes from last year those are christmassy and evergreen and timeless yeah and you can finally learn that claus is not spelled with an e yeah um anyways uh i'd like to also thank my brother for the christmas uh music at the top of the show ding dong we've been loving that holiday version uh so See you guys next week for Benji's Benji's very own Christmas story. (laughs) 